Welcome to the Big Dreams, Great Teams podcast with me, your host, Paula Maidens. I'm a mum of two, a hiring and leadership coach, speaker, ex-corporate recruiter, and serial entrepreneur who is obsessed with teaching capable business owners just like you how to become graceful and powerful leaders surrounded by a team who perform like rock stars. On this podcast, we'll be talking about all things people, business, and leadership because big dreams need great teams. You simply cannot do it on your own. I'm excited to have you here. Let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Big Dreams, Great Teams podcast. In today's episode, I'm diving into the top two ways to get your time back when you're running a business with a team and you're feeling really busy. And these two elements that I'm going to share They're going to totally supercharge your team and ultimately get your time back, the space in your diary back, and get you well on the way to living the life of your dreams while also growing the business of your dreams. Now, the reason I'm diving into this today is because the common scenario that I see all the time is you hiring a bunch of people, telling them what to do, but it doesn't feel easier. And it's really frustrating, especially when you've embarked on your hiring process, you know, this next stage of your business journey full of hope that this next hire is going to be the answer to you getting all your time back, let alone when you've hired one, two, three, four, five people and you turn around and you're thinking, why don't I have more time? I've got all these people helping me, but I feel just as busy. So if you're feeling this way, here is why it's happening. Hiring a bunch of people and handing out instructions, unfortunately, doesn't automatically result in a powerful team. What it often results in is a group of helpful people who rely on you too much, take up a bunch of your time and leave you fixing mistakes when you should be spending more time in your zone of genius, not less. However, a rock star team, being a team of people who together with you are operating like rock stars, that's the sort of team that will add huge value to your business and give you the time and the space back in your diary that you're no doubt craving so that you can do more of what you love inside and outside of your business. And I know it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway, the opposite of this rock star team, I've got my fingers up doing the inverted commas, being a poorly run team or even just an averagely run team will really quickly suck away your time, your energy and give you new headaches that you definitely don't want. Averagely, is that actually a word? But I said it, you know what I mean. So the secret is to look at this transition that you're going through and your business is going through in two distinct parts. And if you've been listening for a while, you would have already heard me talk about this concept. The first part being hiring great people. And the second part, leading them powerfully. Now, I really want you to hear this. Lean in and hear this. Hiring great people alone isn't enough. Yes, it's super important. Yes, you want to get the right people in. Yes, you want to hire well. But that second part, leading them powerfully, is super important. And it's the bit that usually gets skipped over. And so I'm here to really emphasize that this second part, the leading them powerfully, is as important, if not more so, than the first. And before you all switch off, 
thinking, God, she's saying that I need to do a whole bunch of work and I'm already so busy. The good news is that it's actually not as difficult as you think. Usually, based on my experience with my clients and what I've been doing working with leaders for the last 15 years, usually it's actually only a few things that are missing that can make such a difference between a poor or an averagely run team and the team that's operating like rock stars. That rock star team that I talk about is when the people are delivering in the way you truly want them to, and it's allowing you to go and focus on what is a priority for you. And before I dive into these two things, I also want you to know and to hear that every single leader, every single entrepreneur faces this challenge at some stage. No one naturally wakes up and suddenly knows how to lead their team just because they're an entrepreneur who's decided that they want more people helping them. It doesn't automatically mean that you should suddenly know what the right leadership framework is and what the right people and team framework is so that everybody's humming. Everybody always needs a bit of guidance and recognition, and it's just part of the journey from entrepreneur to CEO to leader. So today we're diving into the top two recommendations, my top two recommendations to support you to start improving your team's performance right now so that you can get a head start on 2023. So you can get a head start on that space starting to emerge so that 2023 can be your big year or your year that feels more spacious where you feel like you're getting more of those leaps and that momentum towards your big goals. Okay, let's dive in. Now, firstly, when I work with one-on-one clients, often the first thing I see is that they have hired a bunch of team members who are lovely. And those people, those team members are keen to be helpful. They try hard, but what they're doing isn't quite cutting it. And often my client is facing the struggle of, I'm not really getting what I want. I don't really want to admit that, but I'm not getting the performance to the level that I'd hoped. It's okay. My team is okay. But if I'm honest, they're not awesome. And there's always this balance and this struggle between the people are lovely and I don't want to be mean and I value and appreciate that they're helping me. But if I'm honest, I do desire them to be doing more, producing more, performing at a different level. And almost always in these circumstances, the people on the team working with my clients, they don't always have a clear picture of success. The client, my client, often hasn't explained in specific language with examples what their actual deepest desire of success actually looks like for each team member. And when we haven't explained this really well, really specifically, what happens is a mismatch occurs between your expectations and the deliverables that you're receiving and seeing, the performance that you're seeing. And your helpful person in their proactive effort is often wasted. And because you know or you can see that they're trying hard, but often it's not in the right way. And usually there's frustration sitting on both sides. So my first tip is to create success indicators or at least a success indicator for everybody on your team. Now, this gets to be as simple 
or as sophisticated as you choose, but the effect will be huge. This is how you empower each person to be able to track for themselves, am I kicking goals this week? That way they can laser focus in on what's important to you. And I promise once you do this and you master this art and you get really good at it, you will notice a tangible shift quickly in the things that are getting done to the level that you want them done. So some significant momentum happens towards your goals and you'll be able to relax and focus more on what you want to be doing, trusting that your team is on track. So success parameters, success indicators are simply statements of things that somebody can measure and track for themselves. Now, sometimes and often they're called KPIs, key performance indicators. And here are some examples that might sort of start to spring some ideas and thoughts to your mind. So it might be tracking the number of social media followers that you have. It might be you want the person to be generating a certain number of new leads each week or each month. You might want a certain number of new names added to your list. It might be turnaround time for work that somebody is completing or preparing for you. It might be that every day your inbox or the general inbox always has to get down to zero by five o'clock each day. It might be meetings running on time, kicking off on time and always ending at a certain time. It might be the number of team members that are actually attending a meeting. If you're not leading that meeting, for example, it might be the number of team members attendance at team bonding functions or team bonding events or certain like professional development training. It may be a percentage or a number around like deadlines being met. So like 95% of our deadlines are being met and that's part of our project management plan. So where you can measure it, it certainly makes it easier for anybody to be able to self-track if they're on track. Sometimes you can't measure it. Sometimes it's not as easy to put a percentage around something and therefore you need to dig a little bit deeper, but you can and still can explain your idea of success. So for example, it might be language such as If you can get this draft to me by Friday containing this with a goal to you getting it to about 95% completed, that way I'm just going to run my eyes over it without having to really make any changes and we'll get it out the door really quickly. Or I don't expect you to be able to get this fully completed, but if you can make a start, map down some ideas and even get it to 50% by Friday morning, I'm going to run with that, spend the afternoon you know, going through, finalizing it, and we'll get it out the door by Friday afternoon. You can see that you can describe what a successful job or task or project looks like by what you want them to produce and what you do and don't want to have to do once you receive that work from them. Okay, so that is a success indicator, at least one, ideally like around three for each team member so that they can track what's important so they know if they're kicking goals for you and your business. Another one of the big complaints or challenges that lots of my clients come to me with is feeling so needed by their team, which often translates into feeling trapped, unable to switch off or take a real holiday, to be honest. And the reason this happens or is happening 
is usually because there isn't a process for your team to know what to do without you. And again, this is linked to those success indicators that I've been talking about. And it's also linked to how much thought you've given to the big picture and the full overview and the responsibilities of each of your team members' role. So what's really common is to accidentally make yourself an integral part of the workflow of your business by always giving out instructions or saying to somebody, come back and check with me at this point. So giving out instructions or every morning you're firing off emails, telling people what to do instead of creating a process where the team is triggered to know what to do without you. So therefore, my second tip that I want to share with you today is to create a system so that everybody knows their daily priorities without being prompted or waiting to hear these from you. So let's break that up a little bit. Everybody knows their priorities or can work them out. I'm going to add that little sentence in without being prompted by you. So this might look like you creating a long list of daily, weekly, and monthly priorities and to-do responsibilities, and also having a list of projects that somebody can get on with at any stage that they may be experiencing downtime. So they know that they've got these daily tasks, these weekly tasks, these monthly tasks, and gosh, if you run out of things to do, here are four projects that you can start researching or working on. And it might also look like you're creating processes that trigger someone else's work, such as check your inbox or check the general inbox twice a day, respond to every email by the end of the day, or a process that states, if this happens, do this. For example, if a sale comes in, automatically go and do these four steps on the back of that sale, You know, which might be inviting someone into a Facebook group, going and issuing a receipt in Xero, adding tags to the person's name in the database, et cetera, et cetera. So in other words, the sale coming in is the trigger for the person to know that their priority is to take these four predetermined action steps. So that's an example of a process that triggers a priority that you're not involved in. So this concept of a long list of responsibilities and these processes that are triggered automatically, these two things free up your valuable time and make everyone on your team so much more efficient. It's effectively empowering your team to be able to come to work and immediately put their foot down on the accelerator. No more waiting around or trying to find ways to be helpful. No more thinking of proactive things that they can do or try to come up with suggestions that things that they think they should do to try and make a difference. And also no more last minute scrambling on your behalf or worrying about, oh goodness, what am I going to get the person to do this week to make sure they're being effective and make sure I'm getting value for money. So that pressure gets to be released off you as well. And you can distribute these things via like a responsibilities document, such as a role description. You can distribute priorities via a project management system like ClickUp, Asana, Trello, et cetera. And or you can just have regular set meetings where you advise the new priorities and changes and you communicate them if that's more your preference or style. But basically, you want everyone on your team to be able to work out for themselves what their current priorities are so they always have something relevant to be able to do. And that's the key word here, relevant, relevant to your goals. 
relevant actions, relevant things to support your goals always being inched towards. Okay, so that's two tips for you. And I have a few more. In fact, I've created a new little amazing handy PDF with my five top tips. And I've called it the five ways to supercharge your team to get your time back and live the life of your dreams. And who doesn't want to live the life of their dreams and have a beautiful, spacious diary? I know all my clients do, and I know that that's what you want too. So I recommend that you jump over and grab all five of the tips. I've shared two of them today, and you can get your hands on all five by going over to paulamaidens.com forward slash supercharge. Pop your details in, you'll get the PDF instantly emailed to you, and you'll be able to read and review the first two that I've talked about and also get your hands on the next three amazing tips to supercharge your team. I know you're going to find them amazing. I've had lots of great feedback on this new little handy document, and I can't wait to hear what you think too. Okay, well, that's it for today. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Let me know what's landed, what you're going to do with this new information, and jump over and grab the five ways to supercharge your team and get your time back and live the life of your dreams. And as always, if this has landed with you, I would love you to leave me a review, send me some feedback. I love hearing from you all. So have a great week and I will be back here next week.